1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily.
2: Welcome to Adam Catterall's TalkSport Daily podcast. It's not actually called that, it's just called the TalkSport Daily podcast. But I saw other presenters obviously name-checking themselves and branding various things when they didn't really necessarily need to. And I thought I'd get involved. Why not, eh? I'm only here for a week. The other fella's still off. Now, yesterday on Talksport was quite serious. Lots to talk about off the back of that Bulgaria versus England game. And that's where we're starting right now. Drive. Danny Kelly and Darren Bent praising Gareth Southgate's handling of the racism situation during the game.
3: The way he spoke last night, I mean, was was calm. Um... You could, you could tell when I listen to Gareth Southgate speak, you can tell that he's not only does he command the respect from his players, but they all believe in everything that he's saying. And in in some respects, it's it's like he's their club manager. Even though he only gets them a certain amount of time a year, it's like they they, they believe in everything that he says. They're all together, and that the way he speaks and he speaks about the squad and how they all, they all collectively came to the decision to to go in at half times, think about it, come back out and play. But if they heard anything else to walk off, I mean, for me as a leader. I mean, I think you couldn't get any better right now for England. You couldn't get any better than Gareth Southgate being the manager and Harry Kane being the captain. Because even Harry Kane in his performance in when he was speaking to the referee and dealing with the racism and, and explaining what was going on, I think he played a major part as well.
4: I mean, and Southgate, as well as all the other things, tactics and all the rest of it, he does give the impression, he gen- in, a, in a generation where the top managers, often it's about their career progression. Um, I'm do- doing this job here, but I'm eventually going to go to Inter Milan or whatever the story is. He does convince me, he gives me the genuine impression that the welfare of his footballers, many of whom, because if he picks very young players, are you know barely barely into in their professional careers. Um, he does give the impression that their well-being, physical
3: and more importantly, mental, actually is an part, important part of his job. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, when I look at Gareth Southgate, I genuinely believe as a manager, he cares about his players. Now, obviously, I've played for managers that you, you might have been having a few issues before, and you go and speak to them about it and they'll give you an answer but whether they genuinely mean that answer or whether they genuinely care about what you're actually talking about is a different story as as long as you're producing the goods on the pitch then they're they're like yes they're they're basically yes men whereas gal southgate i believe when you speak to him you can just tell by the the tone of his voice first and foremost and the way the players speak about him that he genuinely cares and for him to obviously say listen Basically, if, we, if anything more, let's have this conversation at halftime. Listen, if you guys want to walk off now, we'll do it together now. But let's go in and have a conversation. And I'm telling you, you guys make the decision, basically. Do you want to keep playing? Because I'll back you 100%. And I think as a player, that makes you want to run through brick rules for him, give that extra bit of incentive, that, that extra effort for him, because you know full well that when it comes down to it, he'll back you to the hill now even in performances wise we've seen a few indifferent performances over the last couple of internationals and not once has he come out and said yeah that wasn't good enough or he wasn't good enough he'll protect his players to to the end of the earth sticking with a serious conversation kick off Hugh and Danny
2: continue the debate on racism
5: let me just give you a few words from the UEFA president, Alexander Cheferin, today. He said, There were times not long ago when the football family thought the scourge of racism was a distant memory. The last couple of years have taught us that such thinking was at best complacent. The rise of nationalism across the continent has fueled some unacceptable behaviour and some have taken it upon themselves to think that a football crowd is the right place to give their voice to their appalling views. I've said before, you find out who these individuals are Um, even if it's groups, you you round them up, you identify them, you ban them for life. Uh, You you stop them buying tickets and and you might have to go as far as say, actually, if you're going to travel, let's just say, if you're going to travel abroad, you have to give your passport details when you buy a ticket. That then gets checked at the ground or, or wherever it may be. And that might be a little bit no, it's not draconian. It might be a bit troublesome for some and it might cause issues getting in and out sometimes. But that's got to be the only way to stamp it out. Identify these people, ban them for life and stop them going to football again. I think even the Bulgarian people were embarrassed last night by, by what went on and, and rightly so. And, and, and that's the, I think that's the only way to sort of start and have a real change is every day genuine normal people just say no we're not accepting that and actually we don't want anything to do with these people and ostracize them almost from society
2: now then time for something a little lighter former Sunderland striker Kevin Phillips joined Jim White and Natalie Sawyer and revealed that he's held talks about returning to his former club as their new manager Kev what are you thinking son club legends should never go back look at Shearer he went back to Newcastle, took him down, got him relegated. Look at our very own Stuart Pearce, went to Forest, took him down, got him relegated. Look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, went back to Man United. you know the rest, sunshine. Don't do it, Kev. I know, and I hope I'm not getting into an area that might be uncomfortable for you, but Sandland showed uh,
6: interest in your good self. Well, we did, we reached out and made contact to a football club, Jim. Um, I think over the last, uh, lo- definitely the last two seasons when the jobs come up, uh, as we know, they've had a lot of uh, managers in uh, since 2013. And I, and I've never really put myself out there. And I just felt at this time, you know, obviously not working at the moment, uh, I thought it was the right time to 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 put myself into the football club. And we had a good chat. But, you know, at the moment, you know, there's no one being uh, announced as a manager. I, I, From what I hear, you know, they could be announcing something today. Um, but yeah. for me, you know, being a Sunderland supporter... Um, and, and been up there the last three days and knowing what it's like in the area they want someone in charge quickly because they've got a big game on Saturday against Wickham Wickham sorry who are, who are just above them in the league so it's, it's a big game so they need someone in there quickly to start implementing their style and their philosophy to, to try and get uh, win football matches but certainly you know if I was to be offered the job I, I, I and I've stated openly that you know I'd love to have a crack at it Are you surprised <laughs> by the sacking though of Jack Ross? Uh, uh, on paper yes and no Natalie to be honest Uh, I have friends that go to all the games up there and and this isn't just what has happened this season it's been a build up from last season the two finals in the the playoff Mm. and and the checker trade Um, so no not really Uh, I'm not surprised anything in football (laughs) now I think we all you know all of us are but the big thing is me for me is the next appointment needs to be right because that club you know it's a huge club of course that doesn't yeah it doesn't give them the divine right to be in the championship or the Premier League but you know I've experienced when we have been in the Premier League and it's a magnificent place so if someone can go in there now hopefully you know maybe some some more investment which I I believe could happen might not happen if that happens and we get the right man in charge you know hopefully the only place is, is up
2: The senior side won 6-0, so the under-21s had a blooming good go at doing a very similar thing. Fantastic result against the Austrians, so we decided to send the moose out there to take it all in. Oh, pies galore, hot dogs galore, and that was just his half-time snack. Anyway, after the game, he decided to stick his microphone in various people's faces, and one of them's Eddie Nketiah.
7: Eddie, first of all, congratulations on the hat trick. How annoyed are you didn't get four?
8: <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously I'm disappointed not to tuck away the penalty. I usually tuck them away, you know, but those things happen in football. You know, I'm a striker, I always want to get in the opportunities. You know, I want to be there to miss and be there to score, you know, and dust myself up and go again. So, like I said, you know, I can't <laughs> wish for any more than a hat trick, so I want to look on the positive side of things. And so the next penalty that comes my way, I'll tuck it away.
7: In fact, you could have had five, you had one dislodged, didn't you, right at the beginning for offside? Yeah,
8: I did, you know, I think it was tight. You know, they played quite a high line, so I is to use one of my strengths running behind and. I think obviously I didn't see it back, but it was quite tight, you know. But obviously I still wanted to put it away, you know, just in case. But yeah, I think obviously overall happy with my performance and the team's performance.
7: Great start to the international season for you with the Under 21s. How much confidence is that giving you for your club form elite?
8: Yeah, you know, like I said, Under 21s are such a high level, you know, the next step down from obviously senior f- football. And yeah, I think I've been really happy with my start, you know, to season here, you know, AD's given me a lot of chances, you know, and I'm really grateful for that and I feel like I'm doing well, I'm repaying them and the team are doing well and, like I said, to be scoring such regularly at this high level is obviously a confidence boost and hopefully I'm looking to take it into Leeds, and you know, I really want to kick on and play, you know, and get the minutes I feel like I deserve and hopefully to push on and show what I can do. You
7: started your career under Arsene, a great manager, you're now with Marcelo Bielsa, a great manager. Can you compare the two, have they given you different parts to your game?
8: Um, you know, I think um, <laughs> they're very different coaches, you know, but they're both good in their ways, you know. I think I've been lucky to be coached by almost three great managers, you know, and you know, not a lot of players have been able to work under them. So I just always try to learn from each one, you know, learn from all three of them and hopefully add it to my game and hopefully that will make me a better player in the future. Do
7: you ever set yourself a goals tally for a, for a year, for a season?
8: Uh, not really, you know, I like to take each game as it comes, you know. Um, always want to be in amongst the chances you know I pride myself on getting in the right areas and you know taking the chances and yeah I don't really like to set a goal style I like to go game by game and you know obviously just keep trying to score and rack them up and at the end I'll count them up.
4: Talksport Daily here and you're listening to Jason Cundy or is that the other way around?
2: Big game in the Premier League this weekend, Manchester United versus Liverpool. Cricket score coming at Old Trafford, I think. Anyway, Paul Ince, who used to play for both Manchester United and Liverpool and obviously was a former England great, caught up with our very own James Savundra to talk about Manchester United and their manager, Oli Gunnar
9: Solskjaer. When I'm seeing Oli after the game saying, we're working hard, we're working hard... I think we just want to see what he's actually working hard on because when I see the team, I, I don't see what they're doing. I don't see the patterns of play. I don't see how they're working from a attacking point of view because they're not creating any chances, not even having any shots. I just don't know what, what actually they're doing at, at, at Manchester United. You know, you look at David Gea come out after the, the Newcastle and he does an interview and you think, <laughs> you know, what what have, what have we learned from that? He, he, he looks so, he, he, he looks shell shocked. You know, and he's meant to be one of the, the main stars there. He's been there ten years. He's meant to be one of the leaders. You know, and he should be coming out and saying, This is wrong, we need to be doing this. We know all he's gonna get criticised and put pressure on because he's not getting results, but also because we're not getting any signs that it's gonna improve and obviously with young players it takes time. But Chelsea have got young players. They're doing all right. You know, Liverpool got two young fullbacks, they're doing okay. So it's down to Edward Woodward to decide what he perceived to be, are we going to just stick it all together and we're going to go through the f- three-year plan and the three transfer windows, the four transfer that Ollie needs or is the pressure going to keep growing? Now, whatever on Sunday might have a bearing factor on what, what the, <laughs> the mindset's going to be because you know, people are talking about relegation. Ridiculous. Ain't going to happen. Absolute no chance. But they could finish in the bottom half of the table.
2: That was Paul, Incy Wincy
9: Spider. Uh, you can hear more of that interview
2: throughout the upcoming day on Talk Sports now then Henrik South Southend United oh no you're not playing championship manager this was near enough real and H&J started their show off by discussing it
4: Will he? Won't he? Will he go yes. to Southend? Will he become the well, manager? I thought it was going to happen. He's it's, it's been seen. He's been. He's been to more games than Terry Alderton recently. <laughs> he's there every week. He was watching the matches. Um, well, the, the word out of Root's is he, no, he's not. After all that, oh. sadly, it's a blow because yeah, um, it, that was a great story. But the club have said in the past uh, week we've been in detailed discussions with Henrik Larsson. Uh, Johan Malby and Tommy Johnson to be appointed manager, assistant manager and head of recruitment. And things were all going so well. But within the last hour, Tommy Johnson advised Henrik and subsequently me that he decided not to join Henrik and Johan having today accepted an alternative offer. Uh, so apparently it's not happening now. Well, very disappointing for yeah. all concerned. So all the discussions, because Tommy was there, remember him not counting County and all that, Henrik Larsson, Johan Malby have decided as a, as, as a threesome, as a triumvirate, they will not be going down to, uh, to spend afternoons at Canvey Island uh, <laughs> just, and the Kersal. It would have been or exciting. It would have been good. Night out you at Tots. I wonder uh, where they will end up. I don't think it's there anymore. But uh, I don't know. But uh, there we are. So that's a shame. That's, uh, it's been a bit of a saga. Um, at least he's, at least he's, uh, he's had some whelks. Which he'd never done before, of no, course. Really? Is Lest that, he's had his filler wing. He's is had his fill that, of is that breaking was. news or is that actually. No, I'm just guessing. You're making that one up. What no, okay. I'm thinking is that from all those Celtic fans <laughs> who would have been spending time at, in South End, that's gone, isn't it now? Yeah, that's a blow that to gone the gone gates, holidays, really. Yeah.
2: Now, former Brighton manager Chris Hutton, one on one with James Savundra. It's an interview, it's not a sumo wrestling match or anything like that. It started by talking about Tottenham and Mauricio Pochettino.
10: I think it's very hard to reason with. I think, and I think it's very, it's very harsh. You know, we are talking about a manager that's that's achieved something that, you know, the the large large majorities will will never do, which is getting to a Champions League final. You know, and 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 if I see the the, the change, um, I think I was fortunate in my time as a coach there, and. and with Martin Yole. Martin Yole finished in fifth place, I think three seasons, two seasons um, uh, running. And I think probably from then, um, what we have seen, I think we've seen Tottenham become a consistent top four team, top five team. And um, certainly in my era and the, and the majority of time I was there, you know that was never the case. So they're in a good place at the moment, Tottenham. You know what's happened is what can happen in football, which is they're having a bad time. This is normal for everybody, and for for you know as well as Manchester City are doing and Liverpool are doing at the moment. At some stage, you know they'll have a, a tough time. There'll be some criticism. It's normal. It goes with the game. It just so happens. You know this is Tottenham's period.
1: For you personally, there's managerial jobs that have come up each day, and every time a manager's left their post. Chris Hughton's one of the names linked with these clubs. Have, have you had offers already since you've left Brighton? Well, I, I mean, I've, I've I've always kept
10: you know quiet about things that that um, that you know are not for me to talk about. But but it's always flattering. I, I must admit, I've been in the game a long time now, so any connection with with a job um, that's 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 available is always flattering. Um, but at this moment, I'm. Making the most of the time out, I, I do want to get back in and get back in the highest level that I can, um, but it's got to be the right right one for me. And um, so, as regards uh, any offers or, or so, you know, it's something that as I say I've always let other people speak um, because I think that's the appropriate way.
2: Back to the Drive Time Show now. Darren and Danny speaking about Meza Özil's thirty-first birthday. Love a birthday, me. So does Mesut Ozil. They had a few party games, I'm led to believe, at his birthday celebrations. They started with musical statues. Mustafi won, easily.
4: This is one for you. I mean, of course, we respect and admire your career at Tottenham, but you're an Arsenal fan. It's Mesut Ozil's 31st birthday. Is it time for him to leave the Gunners?
3: Yeah I think so Listen I'm a big Mesut Ozil fan I really like him I mean he'd always Be in my team um, I, I think always Nine times out of ten He'll pick the The right option And if I was Making a run And I wanted someone To slip me that pass It'd be him It's the other side Of the game Which obviously Uma Emery th- Doesn't like the work ethic And working hard And feels that he's Maybe a bit of a liability So being an Arsenal fan You'd love him to stay But for, for his own Obviously career And to go on It'd be nice to see him Leave uh, and go and play Football regularly somewhere Because I, I think he's Too good of a player To just be sitting On someone's bench <laughs>
2: To finish the podcast, let's talk about the best show on the station. Zoolander, the fellow that looks like Zoolander, is off this week doing the snooker on the TV pretending to be Blue Steel. So they got in the world famous Adam Catterall to do the Adam Catterall Sports Bar. That's right, me. Hopefully you're enjoying it. I think it's a much better offering than the usual nonsense that they churn out at 10 o'clock of an evening. Anyway, with the Zoolander lookalike not being available for the Midnight Train to Madness, we decided to rejig the whole feature and call it the 12 o'clock locomotive to crazy town. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. What's your name? Uh, Charles, Charles. Come on, Charles. What do you want right, to say? So I've got a, bit of a, got a bit of a dilemma, boys. Love okay. a dilemma.
8: Um, I moved into this new area... And I was looking for a good barber. took me ages to find a good one. Yeah. finally find a decent one. there's two barbers in a shop yeah. so I go with the first guy he's been trimming me for a while now but the second guy he trimmed me um, a couple of times when my guy was away mm. um, and he's a better barber than my barber.
0: Yeah. oh
2: okay so it's like why is he so good? Is the fed better? <laughs> Yeah, the phrase better, man. The faith's yeah. better. Mm, mm. I've been in this situation myself previously. <laughs> when? Well, what, I mean, uh, I was going to say... Ten, ten years I, ago? I was going to say, not recently. Ten years ago, man. There's no barber you can prefer. I mean, literally. Listen, you, you can polish this up. <laughs> Does he recognise your voice? Yeah, he knows who I am. Why don't you put on a fake accent? Yeah. I mean... Practice now, practice. Practice Practice <laughs> a different accent now. Go on. Um, ring, what, re, re, what ring the barber. What's your yeah. barber called? What's your barber called? Yeah. Uh, Fitzroy. Right. I'm Fitzroy, right? <laughs> I'm
8: Fitzroy. Give me an accent to do then.
2: No, no, no. You've got it. You just freestyle it now, right? Freestyle it. So All ring right. me up. Here we go. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> Yo, it's Fitzroy. What can I do for you? you you're at Fitzroy. Who's that?
8: It's uh, it's Charles. Wait, wait, <laughs> Charles,
2: Charles, Charles. Why are you talking so different Charles? I don't think you quite got the. Grouches. No, no, no. You've got to come up with a fake name as well, man. I'm only messing, Goldstein. I'm missing you really. I'm not. Thanks for the wages. Anyway, um, I'll be back tomorrow for another one of these daily podcasts. See you in a bit. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
0: only from rustolium